You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. We welcome all of you watching and listening. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, and many, many more. Welcome, everybody. We've got a great, great podcast for you today. We're going to be talking about Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. Big deal going on there. Tom Brady, speaking of the Patriots, of course, now with the Bucks. Big things going on in Tampa Bay. Also on today's lineup, we've got some NBA talk. Should the Nets be worried? about Kevin Durant, the Clippers win big, Um, and then the Texans. The Texans are trying desperately, desperately, desperately to hold on to Deshaun Watson. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then did Patrick Ewing get dissed in Madison Square Garden? So a big lineup today, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Welcome to the weekend. Um, Hopefully you guys have some big plans, some fun plans this weekend. Um, And, you know, as you're watching, as you're listening, Please share the podcast. Comment below if you're on YouTube. Go to anchor.fm slash STB Sports Take or download the Anchor app. You can submit your soundbite or your take there. But would love to get uh, as much interaction from you guys as possible. I'm loving growing this thing. It's a lot of fun. So let's get started. So first thing I want to talk about is the New England Patriots. They just signed this morning. They announced that they're signing Cam Newton again to a one-year deal. It's a $14 million contract. There's a lot of incentives uh placed in it. And so he's not guaranteed all that money. Um, But if he plays a certain number of snaps and those things, 14 million is the contract, 14 million bucks one year. And he made just 1.05 million last year, Cam Newton did. And so I look at this deal and I'm like, okay, they clearly have spent a lot of time trying to find a better option. And their hand was forced at this point. I mean, you look at what's out there right now, and there really aren't many guys available, if any, that are better than Cam Newton. You have to have a starting quarterback. And he's a former MVP. He's not playing like that anymore, and I don't think he will. But they must have seen just enough um, to think, you know what, he's better than Jarrett Stidham. That's the guy they thought they were going to go with. And so they re-signed Cam Newton. And their hand was forced. Their hand was forced. I mean, it's no diss to Cam. Cam's a former MVP. He's a heck of an athlete. Um, he has been a great quarterback. But last year, they went 7-9 and nine with him. He had more picks than he had touchdowns. Um, he, he just he just isn't going to be the answer in New England. It's such a, It's got to be a huge, huge letdown for Patriot fans to see Tom Brady go and win a Super Bowl and their team goes and gets third place in the division. I mean, this divorce between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is just skewing so incredibly in Tom Brady's favor. It's it's not even funny. I mean, he's just looking like the king of kings, and Bill Belichick's kind of looking like a little bit of a, you know, I don't want to say a loser because he's not a loser. He's a fantastic coach, but Bill Belichick's just not looking so hot right now. Um, his team... You know, last year the Bucks go eleven and five. They win the Super Bowl. The year before that, without Tom Brady, they were seven and nine, missed the playoffs. They were third in their division. Okay, so they go from seven and nine to eleven and five, a four-game increase, and win the Super Bowl. That's the most important part. They win the Super Bowl, right? The Patriots, on the other hand, they were twelve and four and won the division, a division that that they dominated for two decades with Tom Brady. And that's the year before Cam Newton. Tom Brady leaves. Post Tom Brady era, seven and nine. So a five game drop for them, third in a division that, again, they dominated for decades. So right now, Bill Belichick doesn't look so great. 
Uh, it doesn't look like his system was exactly what uh, it was cracked up to be. It looks like Tom Brady was the system because Tom Brady took it to Tampa Bay, four-game increase, Super Bowl victory. So not looking so hot for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but Cam Newton, I'm happy for him. He's going to get paid. He's going to stay a starting quarterback in the league. He does deserve to be a starting quarterback in the league. I just don't think he's one that's going to make the playoffs. Um, you look at that division, you look at that conference, there's only seven teams. Maybe they could slide into that seven spot, you know, around like an eight and eight, nine and seven record. If they can just make like a one or two game improvement from last year, maybe they could sneak in at the seven seed, but they, their chances of winning a Super Bowl are pretty much zero. In fact, the Vegas odds um, came out. So, well, well, actually, before I get into the Vegas odds on the Super Bowl, another really big thing with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, t- Tom Brady just signed an extension with the Bucks. It's kind of a weird one. It's a four-year extension that will really just be a one-year extension because three of those years are voidable. It's this loophole where basically you can take fat salaries and negate them and transit and turn them into signing bonuses. And so it frees up cap space. So Tom Brady, again, is taking less money to free up cap space so they can sh- sign guys like ta-da, Shaq Barrett. So they, they franchised Chris Godwin Shaq Barrett's like this big question mark, you know, that was still kind of lingering, and, and, and Dominican Sue as well. But Shaq Barrett's the most important guy. He he led the NFL in sacks last year with 19 and a half. He also had four sacks in the postseason. He's a guy they have to return. And Tom Brady knows this. He knows how important each position is and each player is. A guy like Shaq Barrett, a pass rusher like that, you do not want to give that guy up because if you lose him, you likely lose the chance of winning a Super Bowl. So what does Tom Brady do? He renegotiates his contract. He extends for one year, uh, takes way less money on his salary. He'll get a bunch as a signing bonus, so he'll still be getting paid. Not be getting paid anywhere near the money he deserves uh, based on what you see guys like Dak Prescott getting. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to be getting 40 million bucks. Tom Brady's going to be getting half of that, you know. Um, And who would you rather have on your team? I'll take Tom Brady, especially for the next year or two. So Tom Brady does it again. He takes the the New England system, the Patriot way. It's really turning out to be the Tom Brady way. Takes it to Tampa Bay. I think you're going to see them now sign Shaq Barrett. And I checked the Super Bowl odds. This is why I wanted to bring all this up. I checked the Super Bowl odds. Tampa Bay is now a plus 650 behind only Kansas City at plus 500. So the gap is narrowing between Tampa Bay and Kansas City for most likely to win the Super Bowl. Kansas City is number one. Tampa Bay is number two. And and, and that, that gap narrowed quite a bit just by Tom Brady doing this deal because Vegas knows what this means. It means they're likely going to re-sign Shaq Barrett. If they re-sign Shaq Barrett, their chances go way, way up. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see the gap be... I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's going to flop, you know, because Kansas City is still probably going to be the favorite. But you might see it become close to dead even, kind of like we've got right now in the NBA with the Lakers and the Nets, if they re-sign Shaq Barrett. So huge, huge news uh, out of both New England and Tampa Bay. And it's just funny to watch this rivalry, the Bill Belichick-Tom Brady rivalry, continue to blossom and Tom Brady continue to dominate that rivalry. Um, The Patriots, by the way, are plus 4,000 in the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. That's good for 19th in the NFL. All right, transitioning now to the NBA. Last night we had a bunch of games. We're finally back in full swing. Uh, The Lakers play tonight, excited about that one. The Jazz play tonight, excited about that one. But the Clippers win big last night over the Warriors. And a game that I was interested in uh, was the Suns and Blazers. It was in Portland. Again, we don't have fans, and so 
home away. It's not quite the same, but you, you do have to travel. You know, it is out of your home arena and out of your normal day-to-day routine, out of your own bed and things like that. Um, so it is. It, it still does play a role. And the Suns beat the Blazers by six, 127-121. And there was a game I was interested in because those are two lesser talked about teams in the Western Conference, both of which are surging right now. And Devin Booker had 35 points, eight assists, five rebounds. CP3, 19 points, seven assists, five rebounds. But was, what was interesting is that it was the bench play that really made the difference. So you've got a guy, I mean, so in the plus minus, CP3 was actually a minus 12. DeAndre Ayton was a minus four. And Devin Booker was just a plus three. They won by six. So all three of their studs were pretty bad in the plus minus category. Meanwhile, CP3's backup, Cameron Payne, he played 20 minutes, scored 13 points, had six assists, but he was a whopping plus 24 in the plus minus. So that was something that I found to be really, really interesting. The Suns are proving every day to be more and more real. Uh, I could see them being an actual threat in the Western Conference. I don't I don't see them being at the level of the Lakers, Jazz, Clippers, but they're they're knocking on the door. They're right there. And I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with them over the coming you know weeks and months. Um, but a big thing last night was no Kevin Durant again. And we weren't sure, we're still not sure when he's going to play. Uh, the Nets have not announced it. Uh, they initially had said he, he would play after the All-Star break. Well, the All-Star break is over. He didn't play again. They won big, the Nets did. And Kyrie Irving, they played the Celtics, so Kyrie's old team. And uh, Kyrie had 40 points, dropped 40 points against his old team. The Celtics is kind of interesting. They're 19 and 18, and they were like the pride of the East for a while. It was like everybody thought that they were the team to beat in the East for so many years. I mean, they they never actually really were. It was kind of uh, more the Bucks. Um, the Heat last year somehow did it. The Cavs before that, of course, with LeBron James. But there were so many years where it felt like the Celtics were supposed to be the team. And they just never have been. Now, obviously, the Raptors, who won a title two years ago. But the Celtics have never really lived up to this this reputation that they have of being this team to beat. And now they're just totally average. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, like it's just not really working. Um, again, they're one game above 500, 7 and 13 on the road, which is really, really bad. And the Brooklyn Nets continue to surge. They win again. 121-109 was the final score. And again, Kyrie Irving goes off against his former team. Had 40 points, 15 of 23 shooting. 15 of 23 from the field. And to go with that, he also had eight rebounds, three assists. James Harden, ironically though, Kyrie was only a plus one in the plus minus. I always like looking at that because it it, it tell it, again, there's so many different stats you can look at and they all tell a little bit of the story. None of them tell the full story by themselves. Um, but the plus minus is, is a kind of an interesting one. And Kyrie was only a plus one. So your team wins by 12, but when you're on the court, you only actually outscored the opponent by one. Interesting thing, especially when he's jacking up so many shots. But he shot really, really well. 15 of 23, 5 of 5 from the line, 5 of 8 from three-point land, 40 points, dominating his old team. And the Nets continue to do it. But what's interesting or what's worrisome if you're a Nets fan is, where is Kevin Durant? I mean, you paid the guy $37.2 million last year to not even step on the court, okay? Imagine being that good at basketball, by the way. Imagine being so good at basketball that a team is willing to pay you. tear your Achilles, and a team is willing to pay you $37.2 million to not play, to just heal. 
hey, just get better, just heal up. We just want you on our team. $37.2 million to not even play. Well, now, this year, they're paying him $39 million, and he's only played 20 games so far. 20 games. So at what point do you worry a little bit about Kevin Durant really being healthy? You know, I my guess is that it's just them taking extreme caution right now, doing everything they can to make sure that what happened to him with the Warriors that really did cost them a championship doesn't happen now to him again in Brooklyn. Because not only would that ruin his career, uh, which I'm sure he's being super careful himself, but it would it would ruin what they've done, you know, what they what they've tried to build over there. They are definitely in a win now mode. Uh, you you absolutely have to win a championship now. It is championship or bust in in L.A. for both the Clippers and the Lakers, and absolutely in Brooklyn with the Nets. It is win now, win now, championship or bust. And I think that what's happening is they're just taking a lot of caution with Kevin Durant and making sure that he will be there for the entire playoffs. But I'm going to say right now. If Kevin Durant does not play at least 20 games more with Kyrie Irving and James Harden to get some team chemistry, some real genuine team chemistry going, there's no way they win the title. And there's no way they win the title without him. So they've got to get him back. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to get going with the team, get some team chemistry. And that is their shot. I think if they can do that, they will win the title. But right now they're not doing that. He's not playing. And you look historically at, at sports and guys in their 30s that have these really bad injuries, these really serious injuries, like an Achilles or an ACL. And of course, Achilles was what Kevin Durant had. And if the next season there's like another lingering injury and another one, usually that doesn't that doesn't end well. And so I'm really hoping and praying, knock on wood, you know, that that's not what's going on with Kevin Durant. I'm hoping it's just a lot of caution on the Nets' part. But it is something to keep an eye on. It is something to that if I was a Nets fan, I'd be a little bit worried about. I'm like, hey, look, I get that we have these three great players. Can we see them all? Can we watch them all play? You know, we're we're paying him $39 million this year. We paid him 37 last year to not play. Uh, so are we going to be $70 million deep, $80 million deep in, in a guy that hasn't played for us? But if he can come back and deliver a championship, it's all worth it. Back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. Another more quarterback drama. Deshaun Watson has wanted out of Houston for, what, a couple months now at least, right? He signed an extension, kind of an interesting thing, but he signed a four-year extension, $156 million, less than a year ago. And less than six months after he signs it, um, he says he wants out, he wants to trade. So kind of a weird thing. I mean, they, they they did a horrible move. They made a horrible, horrible move trading away DeAndre Hopkins. That was one of the most boneheaded moves uh, that I can ever remember in the NFL. The guy goes and leads the league in receiving. And, you know, Deshaun Watson has to sit here and not have nearly, he has no weapons that compare to DeAndre Hopkins, right? Um, so that's got to really be bothersome. So they hire a new coach. So they're doing everything they can. And now they're scrambling, right? The Texans are scrambling, scrambling. How can we keep this guy who wants out? We don't want to get rid of him. I don't blame them. He's one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, three or four for sure. Top four. You do not, and he's young. You do not want to give this guy up. I mean, having a franchise quarterback is the hardest thing in all of sports, especially to have a Super Bowl caliber franchise quarterback is the hardest thing in sports to accomplish as a GM. And so... If I'm, the, if I'm the Texans GM, I'm not wanting to give this guy up either. And so they hire a new coach. 
David Coley, who he was the uh, he was the assistant uh, for the Ravens. He was like the quarterbacks coach or the wide receiver coach. What was he officially? He was the pass coordinator, wide receivers coach, assistant head coach. Kind of a weird long title there. But that's what he was with the Ravens. And the Ravens finished dead last in passing. So he's the pass he's the pass coordinator, receivers coach, and they were dead last in in pass attack. So the Ravens last year, dead last. Now, in his defense, they were a run first team. Uh, they have they had great running backs and they um have a running, have a quarterback who runs better than any quarterback in the NFL in Lamar Jackson. So you don't want to hold that too much against him, but that is an interesting thing. They just hired a guy to be their head coach who in his previous job finished dead last in the NFL. So something to keep an eye on there as well. But he said yesterday that they are committed to Deshaun Watson and quote, he's our quarterback. He's our quarterback. Well, he's telling you he's not your quarterback. So now it's a game of chicken. It's totally a game of chicken. Will Deshaun Watson sit out? Will the Texans, you know, call his bluff and see him play? Or will he call their bluff and, and get traded? It's totally a game of chicken right now between the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. And the Texans, to their credit, to their discredit, they created this mess. But to their credit, they're really trying hard to fix it. They hired a new head coach in David Culley. Um, they restructured Brandon, uh, Brandon Cook's deal to keep him. He's a, he's a weapon. He's nothing spectacular, but he's a decent weapon at wide receiver. They just signed Mark Ingram, who I think brings a lot of leadership. He still has some some gas left in the tank to be good at running back. Coming from the Ravens, uh, so maybe there's a David Culley connection there. Um, and so they're trying to make moves, you know, to make it more appealing to, uh, to Deshaun Watson. It's not working yet. Maybe they're slowly wearing him down. But their biggest problems last year, they had two big problems last year. One was their offensive line was ranked 23rd in the league last year. So you got to fix that problem first. The 23rd best offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. You can't have an offensive line that's ranked 23rd and have many quarterbacks that are excited to come play for you. And so that should be a huge, huge uh, you know, determining factor for Deshaun Watson and something that the Texans should be working on. Their second problem was their defense. Their defense last year was third to last in yards per game. Third to last. So they removed J.J. Watt, which I can't imagine that being a positive thing, except to maybe save some money. But they removed J.J. Watt, but they did just hire Lovey Smith. Now, Lovey Smith is a name that is kind of a, a throwback throwback name. He's been coaching at the University of Illinois for the last few years, has a, had a losing record, uh, got fired by the University of Illinois. But when I think of Lovey Smith, I think of the Chicago Bears. And I think of the Chicago Bears, stellar, stellar defense. When Lovey Smith was there, they went to a Super Bowl. They lost that Super Bowl to Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy, and, and the uh, Indianapolis Colts. That was in 2006. But the Bears' defense was the best. They were the most elite defense in the NFL for a few years there. And Lovey Smith, who is a defensive guy, was the head coach. He is now going to be the defensive coordinator in Houston. So they are making moves. They are doing what they can here for Deshaun Watson, where they've hired a new head coach. They've hired a new defensive coordinator to fix their most glaring problem that they had for the entire year last year was their defense was so awful. So their new head coach, new defensive coordinator, removed their defensive captain. Again, I don't think that was a positive thing, but maybe it's just a fresh start type of thing. Um, reworked a deal uh, with one of the receivers to keep him on board and to, to give him a little bit less money to have more cap room to bring in more weapons. 
and they bring in Mark Ingram. So they're making, they're they're doing things to try and make it appealing to Deshaun Watson to stay. And I think you're going to see them force his hand to either sit out, which I don't see him being the type of guy that certainly he doesn't want to sit out. But that's just a dangerous move to just sit out. I mean, he did sign a four-year extension. Like, dude, you signed a four-year extension for $156 million. And, you know, and then you ask for a trade just a few months later. I don't know if that's the smartest move on his part. And so I would like to see this get fixed. You know, what I'd like to see is for Deshaun Watson to go and play for the Washington football team. But... I don't think that's going to happen. So I would like to see it get fixed and see see what happen what can happen in Houston with this fresh start. New head coach, new defensive coordinator, um, just a lot of new fresh things that to kind of out with the old and in with the new type of mentality. And Deshaun Watson, though, he's, he's a once-in-a-generation type talent. Again, a top-four quarterback in the NFL. He knows that the window to win is is small. I mean... By the time you're in your mid-30s, your chances of being a viable NFL player are pretty slim. And so there's such a small window of life where you have a chance to be an NFL football player, and you don't want to waste a single year. And last year, it felt like it was wasted. You even saw that clip where J.J. Watts apologizing to him, like, sorry, man, we wasted one of your best years. And they did. They were the third worst defense in the league, and he was top three or four quarterback in the league. And so they've got to get more weapons around him. Um, they're, they're doing their best. I don't know if it's working yet, but they are doing their best. And so keep an eye on that with the Houston Texans. A lot of quarterback movement today. We had Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL, a fun off season. Okay. going to wrap up with this last night, uh, Patrick Ewing, head coach of the, uh, Georgetown Hoyas. He's at Madison square garden, which is the location for the, uh, the Big East tournament every year. And they, by the way, had a good victory last night over uh, Villanova. But he is obviously a former New York Knicks superstar. When I think of the New York Knicks, I think of Patrick Ewing. When I think of uh, Patrick Ewing, I think of one of the toughest challenges for Michael Jordan's Bulls in the mid-90s, early 90s especially, actually. Anyway, he apparently was being stopped by security to show identification, um, you know, show his badge or whatever, you know, his, his past to be on the court. And he went to the podium after the game and was pretty upset about it. Um, talking about like, you know, isn't this my building? Isn't my raft, my number hanging in the rafters there. And a couple of things came to mind. One, if I'm working security and a seven foot dude, you know, walks up wearing like Georgetown Hoya gear, I'm probably going to assume he's with the team, even if I don't recognize him. I'm probably, it's a pretty safe bet. You see a seven footer walking around with basketball gear on, He's probably, probably allowed to be there on the court, you know, things like that. On the flip side, though, he's likely wearing a mask. And maybe I'm just a security guard who's just needed a job. We're in a pandemic right now. Maybe I just needed a job. Maybe I don't care about basketball. Maybe I don't know anything about basketball. And you played 20 years ago, bro, and I just don't care. And so I don't recognize you. I'm sorry. I'm just doing my job. I don't want to get fired. And so I, I get where he's coming from, where he's like, you know, in his mind, this big deal at Madison Square Garden, obviously home of the Knicks. But at the same time, you know, don't don't bag on the security guards. Don't get them in trouble. They, they didn't go through some history lesson of the New York Knicks before agreeing to work security for the Big East tournament. Like, relax a little bit. You know, you're, you are an all-time great, but you're not freaking Michael Jordan. You're not LeBron James. Again, you're probably wearing a mask. Your career was 20 years ago. 
And the guy that's working security was probably five, 10 years old when you were playing. And maybe he doesn't care about basketball. Maybe he's not a fan. So don't treat the little guy like he's something to be stepped on. Don't act like they need to be going through some history lesson. Like where do you draw the line? At what point is like every former player entitled to just have every security guard know who they are? Um, Patrick Ewing is one of the all-time great Knicks, maybe the greatest, but you know, he didn't win a championship. He, again, he's not a, he's not a Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan type guy. And so relax a little bit, Patrick, relax. I mean, I like, I like you, I like Georgetown, but, and I get it. You're seven feet. You've got the gear on. You're a great, your numbers hanging on the rafters, but just chill out a little bit. Okay. That is all the time we have for today. You guys are awesome. Again, please comment below. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. Again, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Google podcasts. We're on Anchor Podcast. We're on many, many more. Check us out. Please subscribe. Please share the the podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. I will see you next time. I am out. Peace. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Because we are